Happy Friday there, Innovate IPM community. This is Rob Williams, your host and your guide through our exploration and preparation for the future of people, practices, and technologies. We like looking at the future of people, practices, and technologies because they are evolving our industry today, not tomorrow, but right now. And what does that mean exactly? What do we mean by people, practices, technologies? So by people, we mean the way that people function in their careers, the way they function in their organizations, the way that their businesses function, right? Because things are changing. Things are different now than they used to be. What do we think about practices, right? Practices are in uh, project management. We're geared towards engineering and construction projects of whatever kind, whatever industry and sector, um, but physical things, right? So what do we mean by the practices? How do methodologies change? If you look at, if you look at mega projects, we don't do a great job of getting mega projects to success in terms of cost or schedule. And because of this, there are changes in the methods that we use to implement projects. And those methods are trickling their way down into smaller projects uh, when appropriate. And there's methods that are being used in other uh, non-physical sectors like tech, right? And uh, being crossed over into the industrial world which is cool. We like that. And we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to understanding that here on the Innovate IPM program. Technologies, kind of a no brainer. Lots of emerging tech out there right now that's changing the ways that we do things. So this is what we this is what we talk about. We want to know what in the next one to three years, we need to understand what changes are happening in that time period that we need to understand as individuals and as business people to adapt and make sure that we stay ahead of the curve. That's what we're all about, right? This is our bi-weekly segment we call Big Action Fridays, where we dig into actionable steps so that you can level up your place in career and business. I think big actions are important, right? So I believe this, and if you do too, you are definitely in the right place. Big futures are in store for those who take big actions in life. Big Action Fridays publish every other Friday, so you're going to want to subscribe so that you can catch every single episode and empower yourself to achieve growth in your business and career. If you missed the, the kickoff episode, no big deal. Go to innovateipm.com, click on podcast in the menu, find episode 16 titled Big Action Friday kickoff episode and see what this is all about. So... Just before we get into the meat of this one, let's do a quick recap, right? What are we calling big actions? Well, big actions are not baby steps, although those are also necessary too. Big actions are the bold activities that move life, business, and career forward. Big actions get you out of your comfort zone. Big actions are necessary to reach big goals and big actions express your true priorities. That's important to know because big actions are what makes successful people successful. So three steps in the process that we are going to go through in this, uh, in this podcast series, real simple stuff. We're going to plan big actions. We're going to track big actions and we're going to follow through big actions to their successful completion. 
and or their lessons learned. The three big concepts, big action concepts, are number one, self-discovery. This is important, right? And this is what we're going to talk about today on this particular episode. The next step is visioning, taking that that self-inventory that we've created and looking out into the future and seeing how we can apply it. And then, of course, planning. So planning out our actions so that we can see them through, right? So the first big action concept and the one we're going to talk about the most today is self-discovery or if you want self-inventory. We want to beware of making decisions because the status quo is telling you that it's the appropriate next step in your growth, right? Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Just because someone told you that that's the way it's supposed to be doesn't necessarily make it so. I'm a firm believer in this. I've executed this way my entire career and it's done nothing but help me out. I've gotten myself to within organizations, higher places than I finished at. And I purposefully chose to take a step back, take one one step down from the ladder. There's a concept in hierarchies called the Peter Principle uh, in that, that hierarchies tend to draw people up to a level of their incompetence. So no offense to any Peters out there. That's just what the thing's called. And what it means is, is that every time you're at a level where you're competent, this is my interpretation, you're seen as excelling. You're seen as the golden child of the moment or whatever you want to call it. And management's tendency is to keep drawing that perceived talent up to a higher level. But at some point, usually, that talent uh, exhausts itself at the next level. And then the, uh, the level of competence, and there's reasons for this, and it's not really a matter of incompetence. It's a matter of self-awareness, and that's what we're talking about. But the level of incompetence uh, starts to show through. And then you get stuck in some position, and your next move is either going to be laterally, off into some position of irrelevance, or you're going to get disgruntled and find yourself moving to a new organization where hopefully you don't repeat the same mistakes. Okay. So again, like I said, self-discovery is important here because what we are able to do is look at ourselves and understand our strengths, understand our limitations. And when we can understand those two things, Then we've got our signature in our field, whatever our chosen field is. And by applying that signature, we find that we can determine the best possible place in the organization for ourselves, or perhaps it's not even in the organization, it's outside the organization as a consultant or starting some small business, or maybe you've found yourself where you want to... um, be in a corresponding but completely different field like journalism. So not to digress too much, the danger here is that you end up in a toxic situation, right? So this lack of self-awareness puts you in a place where um, 
where you're unaware that there's a more desirable place to be. And maybe you just kind of muscle through it and think that that's just life because this is just work. That lack of self-awareness also has us leaning on the crutches of the status quo, right? And those crutches can be dangerous and lead to immense dissatisfaction. We see this a lot. If you just look at the studies that are out there now, uh, people who work in large organizations um, tend to be dissatisfied. Uh, not always, and it depends. certainly depends on the organization, and it certainly depends on the individual. But there is uh, an epidemic right now in the workplace for dissatisfaction. And you see this, too, with the, uh, the level of company commitment, um, both towards the individual and the individual towards the company. You see this with high turnover rates in a lot of industries. Um, in particular, ours in the engineering and construction world. So this is not, uh, this shouldn't be news to anybody, right? And of course, that doesn't mean, you know, none of this means that you shouldn't follow a normal path to career development, right? There's no problem with that if you're built for it. And there's a lot of people who are built for it. And if so, that's awesome because your path's already set out and ready to go. But for the vast majority of people in careers, um, I, I don't believe that they're going to follow that path. There are only a tiny few at the top of large organizations and a whole lot of people from the middle down. And that's going back to the point that I was making. My place in large organizations in the middle down, I'm a, I'm a subject matter expert, right? And this is what, uh, this is my sweet spot. And I enjoy being a subject matter expert. I'm okay with being in the middle down. I'm not looking to be the next VP or director, right? It's okay for me not to be that person. And if I tried to be that person, it's not going to go well because I don't. I, it, it doesn't fit my strengths and limitations. And that self-awareness has me in a place where I'm fairly happy in the uh, organization that I work in. So what we have to do is we have to be honest with ourselves, right? Given our strengths and our limitations on an individual level, where do we really want to be, right? It's important to identify things preventing you from taking big action in the first place. And the most of us, it, our biggest obstacle is ourselves. So that brings us to our, our first big action, right? And this is self-inventory or self-discovery. The first big action is determining the space that you want to be in. Is it tech? Is it in manufacturing, development, consulting, right? If you're in the wrong space now, that's okay. You can find a way to make a pivot. If you're in, say, the fossil fuel industry and you want to be in renewables, then find where the overlaps are and use them to your advantage, right? Project methods and technologies, they're roughly the same. Projects are projects. Construction equipment, same. Engineering processes, the same. Maybe you want to be on the business development side, right? That's the same no matter what. I mean, there's obviously nuances and differences. But for the most part, you should be able to take those skills if you have those skills and pivot them over into a different sector of the industry. And that's what you want to do first. But you got to know what that space is you want to be in. So think about where you are. Think about the things you like about it. Think about the things you can't stand about it evaluate other things outside of your workplace because your personal life will tell you a lot about the space that you want to be in and consider those things. Once you've de determined that, right, evaluate your current 
present. This is going to be big action number two. We want to evaluate your current presence in the space that you want to excel in. And if you found yourself in the place you want to be, and that's determined, you've determined that already, that's fantastic, right? But let's ask ourselves whether you're in the place you want to be or you're not in the place you want to be. Do others know who you are? It's important to have a presence no matter what you want to do, whether you want to be the subject matter expert or you want to be the best in the world in the trenches because that's where you're happiest or you want to work your way up into an upper management or executive position. People have to know who you are. People have to want you. I was working construction for many years and as a helper who didn't really have um, a lot of connections in the industry, a pipe fitter helper, that's where I was. I had a hard time going out and just finding work. And this was at a time when there was a, a substantial amount of work in the field. And what I quickly found out was that, that even in construction, even down in the trenches, um, people knowing who you are was an important thing. And when I found myself with a, a group of pipe fitters and welders and foremen and even general foremen, and they understood that, that I was willing to commit to the success of a job and, and, uh, and get focused on getting the job done, right? That, that, that allowed me to stand out from the other helpers in the field. And when the next job came up, I didn't have to go look for another job, right? Construction, that's what we do in projects, right? We work ourselves out of a job. So when we worked ourselves out of that job, these guys said, hey, man, I know where the next job is down the road. Let's go. Let's all go over there together. And uh, and if you're in construction, you, you know, that kind of uh, you know, that kind of strategy. So, you know, do do people know who you are and how do you figure that out? How do you figure out where to plant yourself? Um, so that people do know who you are, right? And some of this call some some people call this personal branding. I think it's a good term. So it doesn't matter if uh, and and if if you're a business person, it's the same thing, right? It's it's branding for your business. It's personal branding for you as an individual. If you're a careerist, it's personal branding. But all this really means is reputation. So, what is your reputation? How do you get your repu- how do you build a reputation so that people recognize your strengths and want to want to bring you into their network? Well, you got to understand what that network is, right? And if you think about it, it's a lot like an ecosystem. That's a term kind of a buzzword thrown around in in business talk a lot of ecosystem. But what does that ecosystem look like? You know, if you're a small business person, you know, and really even today in this day and age, even if you're a careerist with platforms like LinkedIn out there, you got to ask yourself, what does the digital infrastructure look like? So, for example, if you're in project controls, right, AACE is a great organization that has a strong uh, number of subcommittee or excuse me, subcommittees that you can join. I'm on the cost engineering subcommittee cost estimating rather. Um, because of that, I'm connected with people around the world um, and can reach out to them anytime I want. And the more involved I get, the more they know who I am, right? LinkedIn is the biggest 
example out there right now. You you go in, you create a presence, online presence, you know, and some of us hate social media and that's okay. No one said you have to be an influencer on, on LinkedIn. We're not talking about that, but we are talking about, you know, th- think of it like your business card. So this is your digital business card. And, uh, yeah, so use, use that to your advantage. Maybe you're, Maybe you're a part of the Guild of Project Controls through planningplanet.com. That's another great resource for for project controls people. Um, You can get on there, get in the forums and ask questions, and you can contribute answers to other people's questions, and you can share your knowledge. Those are all great ways to build a reputation uh, if you're in project control. So look for similar things whether you're in construction or engineering or you're a project manager, there's things out there for, for everybody. So find that digital infrastructure and figure out what it looks like, figure out how you can be a part of it, how you can construct, uh, contribute to it. Next, who, who are the big players and the idea people in this space? You're going to want to know who they are. And, um, the best way to, you know, maybe some of these folks are authors, Maybe they're contributing really great content, video content, perhaps on YouTube, probably on YouTube, probably on LinkedIn, right? Figure out who these people are. And the beauty of, uh, the beauty of LinkedIn is that you're, you're only a few steps away from just about anybody on the planet, right? So um, it's pretty easy to connect with people on LinkedIn. So people you wouldn't normally be able to just walk into their office and have a conversation with, you can you can you can engage them on LinkedIn. You know, sometimes it uh, sometimes that engagement turns out to be very uh, deep and interesting. So I run into people like that all the time. Of course, I have the podcast and and I get them on the podcast. But a lot of the people who come on this podcast are people I've connected with on LinkedIn. So use that to your advantage. Figure out who the big players are, the idea people. Find out who the people are. One, two maybe three levels up from you, right? Who are already doing things that you want to do and connect with them. Once you figure out that ecosystem, you want to find a place for you to grow within that ecosystem. And, and I like to apply the, the, um, the hedgehog concept by Jim Collins and the book good to great also will be linked in the show notes. So there's three questions that the hedgehog concept ask. And what the hedgehog concept gets to is this is your this is your niche. This is how you find your niche in business. What are you deeply passionate about? That's question number one. What can you be the best in the world at? That's question number two. And what drives your economic engine? That's question number three. So why passion, right? Why do you have to be deeply passionate about something? Because because work's hard. And to do anything well and to do anything right, you're going to have to put in the, the focus, the commitment to make it happen. And you're not going to be willing to do that. You're not going to be willing to work through the pain if you don't have a sense of passion for that. And why do you have to be the best in the world at something? I committed myself a long time ago to be the best in the world at being a cost estimator. And I, I, think, I'm, I think I've done a pretty good job. Maybe I'm not the best in the world yet, but I've done a pretty good job and, uh, and have far outpaced my peers. So why? This isn't something I woke up saying I was going to do. 
this was something that I had a, a talent for. So when you know you have a talent for something and you say, I think I could be the best in the world at this, then, uh, then it becomes something easier for you to accomplish. So this is a path of least resistance concept here. And then finally, what drives your economic engine? I could be the best in the world at maybe, I don't know, cross-stitching. Probably not going to make me a lot of money. Probably not going to make me enough money to support my household. So when you find the overlap, right, and cost estimating is a pretty well-paid occupation, as is all project controls, especially for a non-degreed person such as myself. When you find these three overlap, or the overlap rather, these three things, so it's a Venn diagram. If you look it up, you can you can see plenty of images for it on the internet. The hedgehog concept, Jim Collins, just search that. The overlap of these three circles in this Venn diagram, this is where you find your place within that ecosystem. And, and get this, this is very unique to who you are. And this is why I, you hear me talk a lot about sort of bucking the status quo or discrediting the job description, right? Because when you can determine these three things, you're going to find that they don't fit neatly into a job description. And you're going to find that they may not fit neatly into a quote unquote career path. So to me, this is more important than either of those ideas. Find a place to grow within that ecosystem, and you're going to do that by applying the hedgehog concept. So finally, don't wait for an official start, right? You figure this out. You've figured out what space you want to be in. You've evaluated your current presence in that space by mapping out the ecosystem and determining what your hedgehog concept is to find your place to grow within the ecosystem. Now look for opportunities to test the water. Start right now with where you are so that you know what is possible early. This is really a key to self-discovery. You know, entrepreneurs and, and people who are successful, they know how to hedge risk. And one of the best ways to hedge the risk is to test the waters. You don't need to quit your day job to become a consultant. You can keep your day job and start looking for consulting clients and working yourself through the process because you might very well find out that you don't even like being a consultant. All right. And so this brings us to the next section, which is tips. We want to be open with people who know you best and seek their honest feedback. Why? Right. Because we are the best at leading ourselves down the wrong path to stay in our comfort zone. So we don't want to fall victim to this. This is where a good coach is worth their weight in gold. But listen, you don't necessarily need to hire a coach. Find people who will challenge your thinking with extreme objectivity, right? Don't seek out the people to confirm your biases. You want to check your ego. Next tip, journal everything, okay? This is very important. This is probably one of the most valuable things that you can do. Also one of the hardest things for a lot of people to commit to, including myself. But journal everything. Spend every day 15 minutes just writing things down about your day. Who'd you talk to? What'd you talk about? What'd you discover today about yourself? Did you find a new roadblock? 
that you need to overcome? How did you overcome a roadblock that presented itself? Um, What are your frustrations? What do you like about what you're doing? Anything exciting happen that you think will take you to the next level? Do you have a theory that you want to test? The important part, it doesn't matter what it is, the important part is just to write your ideas down and your experiences as you move along. This is There's power in that. There's a lot of good apps out there um, for this very purpose. Evernote's a pretty good one. I use it uh, for some things, especially blog writing. Microsoft Note's a good one. Or you can just go old school like me for my journaling. I use a pen and a pad. I prefer this because it's the, uh, it's the least distracting. I can grab my pen and my pad and I can walk away from my computer, walk away from the phone, go sit in a quiet place, maybe out on the patio, maybe sitting at a Starbucks or whatever, and I can write. And that's the best way for me to do that. Okay. So what are we saying right here, right? We're determining that space we want to be in. We're exploring it. And this is going to start you on your path uh, for understanding you and your own personal genius. And then this will lead what we will discuss in the next episode, right? Which will be the Friday after next. Um, Visioning, right? Visioning is going to be the next big topic. So you want to be a part of that. And don't forget to go to innovateipm.com. And go to resources, and I have a planner you can download. It's real simple. It's a four-week big action planner. You can get it uh, there. All right? Cool. I hope you found this valuable in your pursuit of success. There's going to be more to come on the next episode of Big Action Fridays where we do talk about visioning, as I've already said. Um, If you have found this valuable, please subscribe. Give us a rating and review on iTunes because this helps us to reach more people. And, uh, And we can keep building out the Innovate IPM community. So we'll see you next episode. Bye.